And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, this is Evie right back with Midweek Musings. So the recording conditions are not ideal for this episode, but we're going to make do because I was really ahead with my recordings. I was recording them like a month in advance for my October series. And then wouldn't you know, November is a Wednesday, November 1st. So I'm already behind. (laughs) But anyways, welcome back to Midweek Musings, everybody. This is going to be the second episode after the October series, and honestly, at this point, I only say stuff like that for my own sake, because I I was recording them so far in advance that I, like, needed to know when I was going to air them. Um, but yeah, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Evie, and I'm a student here at SAU with, you know majors and minors that are kind of unrelated to podcasting at all but I do this for fun I'm recording this on Halloween actually and I'm in a new location but that doesn't really matter what does matter is that it's snowing it is snowing and the wind speed is probably like more than 30 miles an hour I'm gonna look right now because the wind is actually insane 26 I feel like that's high. I don't know. I feel like average is probably like 10 to 15. But yeah, it's like so windy that I can't even open my eyes because the second that I open them all the way, like they just dry out and snow goes directly in them. So I really am just so excited for winter, guys. (laughs) So last week's episode was the first week back from Midweek Mysteries and it was all about how beauty standards are and why they suck so bad, but more importantly, how we can change them. And that's honestly one of the episodes that I've been most proud of so far. So if you have time and want to get educated, head over there and check it out after this episode, of course. This week, we're going to talk about a question that's been on my mind lately, simply because my friend and I were talking about it. And the question is, did humans invent math or discover math? And I have a bad feeling this one is going to leave me unwell and stressed out about the meaning of life. So on that note, let's get into it. You guys know me, and I love to start with a very, very basic lesson in every subject we talk about on this podcast, because you should never assume anyone's knowledge on a given subject, especially when we discuss everything from religion to space. How can I expect you to be experts on every single topic? I can't. So, let's start off with the definition of mathematics so we know what we're dealing with. Mathematics is the abstract science of number, quantity, and space. Mathematics may be studied in its own right, as pure mathematics or at it <laughs> or as it is applied to other disciplines such as physics and engineering which is applied mathematics so what i'm hearing is numbers quantity and space so here's why i think this question of did humans invent or discover math could go either way for one say i'm holding a pencil in one hand and a pencil in the other pencil was the first object i thought of i'm holding two items There are two things there, and we as humans have come up with a way to tell each other that there are one, two things in our hands. That there are one, two things in our hands. It's like its own language, I guess. We invented a way to understand the universe around us. The other way that I see it going is that math does exist in nature, and that we discovered it. Because, have you ever heard of the Fibonacci sequence? It's a pattern of numbers that go one, two, three, 
5, 8, 13, 21, and so on. If you didn't guess the pattern already, it's that each number is a sum of the two prior numbers behind it. So when you visualize this numerical sequence as a shape, by squaring each number to create space, it creates what is known as the golden spiral. And you might want to look that one up because unfortunately there's no way for me to show it to you on an audio-only platform. <laughs> but it basically looks like the shape of an ear, okay? Because this spiral is found in nature everywhere. It's the shape of conch shells. It's in our ears. It's the shape of our galaxy. We subconsciously even use this ratio in art and architecture because it's just perfection to the human eye. It's actually crazy. So anyways, all that being said, that I could see that being an argument for why math does exist in nature, but at the same time, maybe as humans, we just learned how to make sense of this phenomenon. But before we get too much further, we need a little backstory. So let's continue the research from the beginning. I guess it's time to go into everyone's favorite segment. It's time for a little bit of history. The history of math is a deep one. The earliest mathematical texts available are from Mesopotamia and Egypt, and all of these texts mention the so-called Pythagorean triples. So the Pythagorean theorem seems to be the most ancient and widespread mathematical development after basic arithmetic and geometry. The study of mathematics as a demonstrative discipline began in the 6th century with Pythagoreans, who coined the term mathematics from the ancient Greek mathma, meaning subject of instruction. Greek mathematics greatly refined the methods, especially through the induction especially through the introduction of deductive reasoning and mathematical proofs and expanded the subject matter of mathematics overall. From there, the Roman Empire made basically no contributions except applying mathematics in different ways. They used it in bookkeeping and calendar making. <laughs> A lot of calendar making, let me tell you. And in engineering. And by the way, for the people who are into TikTok trends, my Roman Empire is the Golden Spiral. <laughs> and a little sneak peek to next week, my other Roman Empire is going to be the topic of discussion. But anyways, um, from there, ancient Chinese mathematicians made other contributions to the discipline of math, including a place value system and the first use of negative numbers. So what I'm getting at from all this math history that honestly I don't really understand, I'm just saying it, is that the math we know and love today comes from lots of different places around the world, but it still doesn't answer the question of did these people invent these methods or did they discover them? A common theme that I've noticed from my podcast episodes, from past episodes, is that when something happens in multiple places around the world and a lot of people collectively think of the same thing separately or a lot of people experience ghosts <laughs> i tend to err on the side of this must exist in nature because there's no way all these people separately thought of it you know what i mean but let's muse shall we <laughs> that's a new catchphrase for midweek i'm gonna just have to make a sound bite of that one because that's a new segment let's muse
The origins of mathematical thought lie in the concept of numbers, patterns in nature, magnitude, and form. And that's a quote from Wikipedia. Modern studies of animal cognition have shown that these concepts are not unique to humans. Such concepts have been a part of everyday life in hunter-gatherer societies as well. The idea of numbers evolving gradually over time is supported by the existence of languages, which preserve the distinction between one, two, and many, but not numbers larger than two. So basically, early humans had some concept of math as well, which leads me to believe that maybe it exists in nature because... Early humans were not the smartest. They were not out here inventing calculus, okay? And honestly, I can't really see them inventing anything other than, like, wheels. But how hard is that? Like, tired of pushing this giant rock around? Try a wheel. It might make it easier. Anyways, there was this... I need to stop saying anyways. It's like... (sighs) Next, (laughs) there was this relic found in northeastern Congo near the headwaters of the Nile. That's a 20,000-year-old bone that consists of a series of marks carved in three columns, which is basically caveman math. 20,000 years old, so that's like 18,000 BC. (laughs) That's some quick math for you. According to a website called Google Arts and Culture, which is really cool, and I'm mad that I'm only just now finding out about it, mathematics is everywhere. It is in the objects we create and the works of art we admire. Although we may not notice it, mathematics is also present in the nature that surrounds us, in its landscapes and species of plants and animals, including the human species. Our attraction to other humans and even our mobility depend on it. But how does this happen? Our attraction to other humans? Okay, I'm listening, Google. Go on. Apparently, a lot of it has to do with symmetry, which makes a lot of sense. An object is symmetrical when there is harmony of the... An object is symmetrical when there is harmony in the proportions of its parts in relation to the whole. So, height, width, and length are balanced. Strictly associated with harmony and beauty, symmetry is also a decisive concept in theories about nature. Ancient Greece was apparently the first place where this idea had room to develop. Symmetry is necessary in nature simply for function. A bird could not fly if its wings were two different sizes. Catch my drift? So this concept of symmetry is best represented by none other than the golden spiral. There it is, my Roman Empire. Could talk about her for days. Remember what I said about it earlier, about how it shows up in our ears and the Milky Way galaxy? Well, in addition, growth patterns of species also follow this pattern. And Plato, you might have heard of him, said that because of this, and other reasons, that math is discoverable and underlines the structure of the universe. And this is called Platonic theory. So Plato thought that humans discovered did not invent math. According to Origo Education, math could be considered innate. There is an underlying rule of mathematics which humans have discovered during our endeavor to discover the natural world, and hence mathematics provides, quote, predictive power. So these people who think that math is um, innate have also been, like, using shapes as evidence, like fractals, never-ending patterns, you know? These exist in um, rivers, coastlines, mountains, 
clouds, plants, snowflakes, lightning, seashells, and blood vessels. This is where fractals and different like never-ending shapes are found. Also the golden spiral. (laughs) Need I say that again? So according to this same source though, and many others I've come across, math is a human construct because we discovered it and made sense of the world around us. So you invented math by understanding the math that existed in nature. To me, that sounds a whole lot like math just exists in nature. Lots of people throughout the world and throughout history have made many different theories about it. And here are a few popular ones for why math might be man-made instead. The logistic theory, for instance, holds that math is an extension of human reasoning and logic. The intuitionist theory defines math as a system of purely mental constructs that are internally consistent. We completely invented it and it's all in our heads. <laughs> now this ordinarily would sound like something that that midweek musings would support. Everything being fake and made up. Usually I'd be like, you know, signing my life away to that theory, but The formalist theory argues that mathematics boils down to the manipulation of man-made symbols. In other words, these theories propose that math is a kind of analogy that draws a line between concepts and real events. That seems like a pretty enticing theory as well, because a gray area is often the right way to go. But there's one more theory. The fictionalist theory, which is unpopular, goes so far as to equate mathematics with fairy tales scientifically useful fictions. In other words, 1 plus 1 equals 2 might enable us to understand how the universe works, but it's not even true. (laughs) That one just makes me giggle because, like, it's probably the most likely to be accurate just because, like, is anything ever what we think it is? No, that one's probably the most likely to be true, but it doesn't make the most sense. So, I don't know. Math is fake. The universe is fake. It's all an illusion. I could probably make up a really bad argument for why that's fake, <laughs> for why the universe is fake, but I'm not that mean. So those, all of those theories, including platonic theory, which was the one that math is discoverable and that it exists in nature, and honestly, they're all pretty viable except the fairy tale one, but even still, I can make a case for it. But which one is it? That's what we need to decide. I think based on what I've read, I'm going to say that math clearly exists in nature, but humans have found a way to make sense of it. So to answer my original question of, is math man-made or does it exist in nature? I think it's both. I can't believe I didn't think of that before. Like, um, of course it's both. Of course it's never just one. I think we discovered these these patterns and shapes and numbers and um fractals and golden spirals in nature and then we used our own like language so we made like our own mathematical language to understand it and so in that sense if you think math is man-made you're not wrong but you're also not right and if you think that math is discoverable in nature you're not wrong but you're also not right (laughs) Welcome to Midweek Musings. You're never going to get a straight answer out of me. I think that about does it for this week's episode, so thank you all for tuning in. It's been a fun one, and also kind of took me a lot of motivation to write this because I'm looking to thanks- looking forward to Thanksgiving break already, and so like the last thing I want to do is write about math, but it was actually fun. It took motivation, but we got through it. 
everything goes according to plan, this should air on November 8th, which means that there will be one more episode before I take a week off for Thanksgiving. So come back next week on Wednesday for more mental torture. I mean, mental stimulation. (laughs) By the way, you can follow me on Instagram at midweek.musings for updates and fun little posts and polls I may be doing. But until next time, thank you for listening to Midweek Musings. Midweek Musings airs at 6.30 on Wednesday nights on 106.1 FM in the Quad Cities area. But you can also find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University.